Yo, what's up, man? Welcome to Best Finesse's Podcast, man. We made it. We made it for another episode, man. Yes. Yes. Thanks, everybody out there for listening, man. People that are on their way to the job. People that are on their way to go see the homie, pick some trees up, get a female, pick your kids up. You you up. It's 5 a.m. lifting weights, man. This podcast is particular for you. You know, this one's for you. You know? A nigga who, who, who hate his job. Like, I got a homie right now who drives forklifts. And he told me, he said, man, I need that podcast, man. Because, nigga, I hate my motherfucking job. Nigga, you got you to gotta talk your shit, bruh. So, you know, this week, I'm definitely going to talk my shit. Last week, I had my boy in on here for the second episode. But the second week, second episode, I kind of wanted to do it my way. And kind of do a solo episode. Because I feel like I really didn't get to talk on my behalf that much last week. On the best finessers episode one, the pilot, you know, just 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 to take off and see if people fuck with it, people like it and stuff. But I've been getting a lot of good feedback, a lot of constructive criticism from the homies, from my from just people everywhere. They just been telling me to do it this way. We want to hear you talk about it this way. So yeah, man, we gon we gon we gonna talk about a lot of different topics. Like I said, I'm live from location, Jacksonville Beach. You feel me? Third coast, south coast, you know, eastern time, man. Shout out to everybody again. Thank you, thank you. But, uh, you know, February the 11th, you know, it's a Tuesday. It's a big day in media. You know, after talking to a lot of people and trying to plan my podcast on around a certain day, a lot of people told me to do it on Tuesdays. And when I was a kid, the albums used to come out on Tuesdays. So I'm thinking now in 2020, it's kind of a, a big day for podcasts or for streaming platforms to put stuff out. So we're going to be rocking with it on Tuesdays, you know. But hopefully down the line, I would love to do a, you know, like two episodes a week. I feel like I can do that and give you guys what you guys want. So, you know, I mean, it's a lot of topics we're going to talk about. Uh, the first topic we're going to talk about is, you know, uh, XFL had their opening weekend the week after the Super Bowl. And I feel like that the XFL did very good by putting on the show. I'm a little bit older. I remember the first XFL in 2001. And that's when WWF was at its height. And, you know, like, it was, it was, it was, it was cool. XFL was straight. I, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it like that. But it was, it was kind of a gimmicky. You know, it was kind of like hyped up. Like, oh, this is, niggas gonna get hit in the helmet. You know, this is gonna be rough. It's, it's, it's going to be this out here. So, you know, you had you got you have what is it? Eight teams right now. I think L.A. has a team. Tampa, uh, Seattle, St. Louis, Dallas, Houston. I don't think if Houston has one. New York has a team. So it's 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 eight good teams and in, in, in eight great cities. So they started off good. The first year that the XFL kicked off and back in 2001, Vince McMahon and Dick Eckersall. I don't want to butcher the guy's name. They put it on for us, but the shit was so terrible, dog. Like, I'm just, I'm just being a motherfucking kid and just watching this shit. Like, damn, this shit is trash. Like these niggas, it was cool, you know. I, I told Mom Dukes, I said, Ma, let me get a jersey. She was like, Hell no, I ain't, I ain't buying that stupid shit. So, never got a jersey. I wanted the, uh, what was the nigga's name? Rob Smart. For the uh, Las Vegas Aces or the Las Vegas Gamblers, I don't know they damn named XFL name, uh, but yeah, man, I wanted a motherfucking jersey. Peoples wasn't having it. I think the league collapsed after two seasons, man. And ever since then, no league, no professional football league has came up of you know taking down the NFL. I don't think no league will take down the NFL because there's so much money. Within the NFL, with endorsement deals, uh, TV contracts, uh, major cities, uh, just everything, just 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 the the height of the United States. A lot of people think that that's the the past game time is football. Now it's not baseball no more. No more. You know, America's past game used to be baseball, but now it's football. I make the argument that it's basketball because you know basketball is like. The NBA right now in the United States is very big because you have little kids who want to buy jerseys. They want the signature shoes. But when we was kids, 
We only got the fly shit. You know, mid two thousands, niggas was rocking T Max. You feel me? Niggas was rocking Kevin Garnett's. You feel me? Niggas had the Kobe's, the Adidas Kobe's before he went to Nike. R.I.P. Kobe too. R.I.P. the goat. You know, but like, you know, we had signature shoes out, but like some of the shit now, I think personally, I think this shit is like mad ugly. Like, no disrespect to James Harden, you know, Damian Lillard, and you know, Donovan Mitchell, but I think Adidas and basketball is awful. They can't put together. Uh, a nice product that will be bought year after year. This is my opinion. This isn't anybody else. This is Josh's opinion. On the Nikes aspect, I think their shoes are great. Basketball shoes are, I think Nike is top of basketball, you know. How I look at it is Adidas is a top of soccer. You know, Nike is, is, is a top of basketball. You know, Under Armour and Nike and Adidas are fighting for their football, you know, American football, you know. But right now, I think it's Nike. Under Armour stuff is mainly for football, but, you know, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent on a lot of things. But, uh, yeah, man, welcome to Best Finessers, man, episode two, man. I don't want to keep talking. I kind of want to have structure to this. You know, tonight is a, a one-man team, man. You know, tonight is one man. It's only me. It's only me out this motherfucker. Ain't, no, ain't nobody out here me. It's just me. So, you know. Like I said, man, I think the XFL had a great, they had a great first opening weekend. They just have to keep uh, giving us what the fans want, uh, you know. Uh, they need to get the apparel together because, you know me, I'm a, I'm a apparel whore. I need all the gear, you feel me? I think I think when they when they, when they they get that sponsor, that that Adidas, that Under Armour, that Nike for, the, for, for XFL, when they when they when they drop the jerseys, you feel me, the the little dry fish shirts, the hoodies, you know, that's my shit. Niggas is gonna buy it. They gonna buy it. It's 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 gonna get popping, you feel me? It's gonna get popping. But you never know. That shit could get so big, you feel me, and like the NFL's like we ain't having it and they just buy their asses out. You know? But uh I feel like that. Uh, Colin Kaepernick and Antonio Brown should have made a decision to go to the XFL to like, like strengthen their brands, each other. You know, e- each of those guys. They they could have like easily strengthened their brand, but you know, some sources say that Colin Kaepernick was asking for a ridiculous amount of money to play for the XFL. You know, but you know, I would like to you know switch topics. Switch a little topics on them, you know. Best finessers. This show is formed around niggas trying to finesse shit. That's it. That's all niggas is trying to do finesse shit. You know, best finessers, man. You know, niggas is just trying. Niggas is just trying to finesse shit. You feel me? Hit a nigga with that. You know. So niggas is just trying to finesse shit. Like I said, man. All right, all right. The next thing I'm gonna talk about, man, is. Something that I saw today when I was watching the Kentucky and Vanderbilt game tonight, actually, and it was the whole college players getting paid. So you you know that's a that's a that's a huge topic right now. It's a huge topic. Sometimes people don't ever want to talk about it. You know, you had Tim Tebow's goofy ass coming out talking about just being. Just being having the privilege of being a collegiate athlete, that's not enough. You feel me? That's not enough. Just being the collegiate athlete. You get what I'm saying? So uh I seen that the NCAA's president came out today and said that he wants the the uh, Congress to take action in this whole debacklement in paying players. Just because they don't want their players to step out of line. You know, you you've had a lot of different coaches coming out talking about, oh, we don't want players to transfer. It's it's, it's you know you know you had Nick Saban coming out. You've had Coach K talk about the uh, all the stuff that's that comes along with the game and they shouldn't pay the players and all this shit. But you know that motherfucking coach make what three million. Them coaches make the bag and a nigga starving. I, I know the schedule. Them niggas get up, go to practice, 
Them niggas go to class. Them niggas try to eat on something. Go back to practice. And then whatever they gotta do, if if niggas gotta work study, they go get their little their little once a month little little work and little allowance. Or if a nigga got other endeavors, or if he has a life outside of the sport that he plays, that's what that's the that he devotes his time to his life. That's all collegiate athletes at all levels: NAIA, JUCO, D three, D one, D two. They're all different walks of life, and I personally feel like that. Players, college players, should be compensated at the big level because if you look at the Power Five conferences, you know the Pac-12, the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Big Twelve. Those are just cash cows. When you're talking money, dog, don't know, nigga, them that them five conferences in football and basketball, whatever, they should just break away from the NCAA. Just work away. Because after a while, some shit's going to change in about 15 years. Some shit will change. I'm telling you guys this, listeners, think about it. In about 10 to 15 years, you're going to have a lot of empowered children. Call them children because they're kids. You know? Coming out and they're going to be having some real knowledgeable parents and their parents are going to be in their corner. And the co- these college coaches will not be able to take advantage of these kids anymore. I think it's 2023 when California will be able to start paying their players. So, I mean, you know, uh, it's a run-on joke out there that when they start paying their players, it's going to be niggas hooping at motherfucking Brown Mackey in ICDC College because they're going to be getting paid. Niggas ain't about to be going to these white institutions, these PWIs with these huge programs, and they, they won't be getting compensated. I feel like right now, if a kid is a top 100 player or McDonald's All-American in basketball, I feel like that he has his own brand. He going to do one year of college, come out of college, go to the NBA, get a sneaker deal, get more more endorsement deals. These little niggas is brands. They're not not just – they're players, they're people, but they kind of don't need these schools anymore. That's why you see a lot of these kids that are – Going overseas and and um, Emmanuel Moutier and uh, and uh, the lefty out of Compton, uh, I forgot his name, Brandon Jennings and the the uh, the young bull who just came out uh, last year. He went he went overseas and played. Look at the look at the Ball brothers. Like it's 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 shit gonna change, man. So listen, I've been thinking about this. So we got the problem. We got the problem, everybody. Niggas got the problem. You feel me? You got niggas starving at all levels. They're not getting compensated in what they do. They are a show. They are an act to the community, to the city, to the locals where they play at. They sell those tickets. They sell that shit. They buy that popcorn to see them kids play. They eat them motherfucking Skittles. A nigga like me get a cheeseburger. You feel me? Get some nachos. No jalapenos. Hold the onions. Feel me? It's a show. You put your ass in the seat and you watch the show. You feel me? So I think they should do this. Okay. Now just now just follow with me. Just follow with me, okay? Just follow with me. I think now this is college basketball, okay? I think they should lift the rule. Let them come out of high school. Let them come out. If you let them come out, we can see who's really good. But on the top of that, NCAA and NBA have to work together because if they if 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 Adam Silver can find a way for them to come out and to not like benefit from the G League or going overseas, they need to he needs to feel me get a move on that little ten team. A league that he's going to put in Africa. That would be great for players who don't get picked up in, it, in those two rounds. It's a lot It's a lot of things they need to change. Uh, first, personally, I feel like that they should change the rule. Let the kids come out. Let them come out. Fresh out of high school. Let them come out. We've had some of the best players come out of high school. Kobe. Fucking Kevin Garnett. Tracy McGrady. Shit, LeBron. 
Shit, we've had we, we've had a, and I personally think that a lot of players could have came out in the past ten years. Anthony Davis could have came out of high school. John Wall could have came out of high school. Michael Beasley could have came out of high school. Uh, who else? Kevin Durant could have came out of high school. Greg Oden. Greg Oden probably would have had an NBA career if he skipped college. It's a lot of what ifs. What if they would have left that rule? You know, let them come out. That's let let them little niggas come out. Let him let him get some money. Let them buy them Jordans. You feel me? Let them let them get the shit that they want to get. You know, let them come out. But if you go to college, my mic, you know my mic's too loud. If you if you go to college, you have to stay two years. I'm hey, shit. If you come out, you gotta stay two years. I know in college baseball, you can come out of high school. You can get picked up, go to go to the AAA, AA, play for two two three years, then go play in the major leagues. But but if you go to college, if you if if you make the decision to to to, to go play college baseball. Division one or whatever, you gotta stay three years. You have to stay to your junior year, and it's just like football. But in football, you can finagle through the bagel. You can finesse your way out of it. A lot of players get that red shirt year and just come out that that it's t- technically the third year, but it's they'll be a red shirt sophomore. Some players did it. A lot of players and did it to to play in the NFL. But NBA is a little bit different. NBA, you, you, you can kind of tell on who's the raw talent, on who's the best player out there. So I think I think they should lift the rule. I think they should pay the – they should give them compensation. You know, the players that make the decision to go to college, you got to stay for two years. Just That would make college basketball so much better. If if you have a kid who comes and he says, fuck it, I'm going to come play at Duke or North, a blue blood, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas – uh, Kentucky, uh, a blue blood program. If he comes, he says, "I'm gonna come play. Give him, give him his two years. Give, give that program your two years. You receive a compensation, and then you can do whatever. You can go overseas, or you can come back. Uh, but for those kids who made the decision to go to college for those two years, it's a lot of speculations about if kids want to go, if kids enter the draft and they don't get drafted and they want to go back to school. Kids should never. Like, kids should never not be able to go back to school if they didn't get picked up. I think they should change their rule, too, because what if kids just wanted to test the waters, you know, and they don't get picked up? They don't even have an agent. His parents and him are representing himself, and they don't get picked up. Why not let this kid go back to college, you know, forego his junior year, let him play basketball, and things can get better down the road, you know? But I just think it's so much politics in it, though. You know, like it's just like it's it's not really. And I'm a huge Kentucky basketball fan, and I'm I'm a Calipari fan. But I think I think that he's he should have at least three or four titles right now. I think that you know by him pushing kids out, it's made it difficult for him to get the titles. Just imagine if kids had to stay two years. I don't think he would get all the talent that he was getting. But schools like Louisville and in Kansas and uh, and Duke and North Carolina and let's even say the Villanovas, you know, the Virginias, the, the Gonzagas, those programs that are that are winning on an every year basis, Florida State, those teams will get more powerful in their conference, you know, and 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 that's when you have to say, oh wow, college basketball is back. But on the top on the on the top end of that, you have those kids who are bonafide studs who are 18 years old let them come out of high school let them come out of high school fuck it let them come out we all know some players who who, who we thought should have been able to come out you know let them come out shit but there's some players who shouldn't come out i have a run i have a joke with my with my homies about kentucky squad all those years you know he had all them McDonald's all Americans and he had all those studs and they all played one year for him. They all played one year for for Cal, and now where are these niggas at? Where are these niggas at, bro? 
I don't know where these niggas at not one time. Come on, man. So I think I think they should really, you know, make the make the changes and then they can start talking about the you know, the money situation cuz you can't not pay an employee. They've been doing it for so long. So long. They have not this it's like man, but you hear those stories that coaches that pay players. Those coaches, those coaches pay players out here. You know? And uh I think it's great. I don't, I don't pay them shit. If, if if they if they doing all this other shit for y'all, get y'all motherfuckers getting on TV. I remember when uh when Mike Beasley played for Kansas State. Don't nobody give a fuck about Kansas State. But them niggas had Beasley though. That nigga was a, a walking 21 and 12 every night. That nigga went to the league and he was out there stinking it up, dog. I said, oh my God. I was a huge OJ Mayo fan. SC wasn't rocking. They wasn't that good. He went he went out. He went to LA. He went to SC. Had them niggas on TV, dog. Had them on TV. Come here. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. You feel me? But like, I don't know, man. I I really feel like that they should they should really change the rules. That will make the money conversation a lot better for the young bulls. I think they really need some money. They them niggas just come on, man. Have you seen the stadiums and the arenas and the the memorabilia and every? I live in Jacksonville, Florida, dog. You you go to the Dick Sporting Goods. It's Gators and uh, Seminole shit. I went to the University of uh, Louisville and Florida State game in Tallahassee about six, seven months ago. And Florida State's starting running back. I think his last name is Akers. I had the nigga's jersey on. I got that shit from Marshalls. That shit was on sale. But shout out to Brado. But his mama, I seen his mama after the game. I met his mama and his pop after the game. And I'm like, all these niggas in this motherfucking fucking stadium got this nigga's jersey on. He ain't getting a red cent. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. So at this point, I'm just like, let the coaches be scumbags. Let them pay the players. Fuck it. Y'all ain't gonna pay them. Shit. Let they let them pay them. Fuck them. Pay them. Pay them. Nigga, if I was a college coach, I'm gonna be real with y'all, man. If I was a college, if I was a high school basketball coach. I'm going to Africa. I'm getting the two biggest niggas I see. 7'3", 7'5", taco size. Taco fall built ass nigga. And I'm going to tell him, you dunk ball. You block shot. That's all you do. He going to do that shit. And I'm and they going to be playing for motherfucking UConn. <laughs> This nigga gonna be playing for UConn and shit. I'm motherfucking Seton Hall. Yeah. That's what happens most of the time. You got these. Let's drop down levels. You got these historical high schools throughout the United States, all 50 states. And they have they have these like huge blockbuster budgets to bring in out of town talent. This is a high school. Where the fuck is this nigga living at? I, I, I remember seeing these high... Because I, I went to high school in Kentucky. I remember seeing all this shit. Like, dude, this nigga don't even live in that district. How the fuck is he playing for this school? What the fuck? Niggas is getting up at 5 a.m. to get on two buses? Just to hoop? Or play football or play baseball? It's a dirty game out here. 
You know, and at high school, it's it's all about how you get called. I know, I know some, I know some coaches per, personally that have had they hand in some, have they had they hand in some shit, some hot shit, you know. But they, but they had a win and shit. And, you know, they. I know, I know about this one story about this uh, big time basketball player. He moved to a city that his aunt lived in, and uh, the coach got him an address. You know, nigga was Femi grooving. You know, you know marinating and shit. You know, everybody loving him, but the house, the house that he was supposedly staying in. So he was supposed he was supposedly staying in his house, alright? The, the motherfucking house. It wasn't no house. It was a field. Nigga, it was a field with a motherfucking mailbox. Wow. Wow. Nigga, what? It's getting that serious out here? It can't be getting that serious, bro. High school? Nah, bro. Let's let's take it down another level. Middle school. Them niggas ain't saints. I know a nigga right now who coaches middle school. He's getting them when they in the fifth grade. He's getting the children. When they're in the fifth grade and he's grooming them for high school. He's plugging them with different coaches. He's telling them, go here, go here, go to that summer camp, play with this AAU team. So by the time the little homie get to, you know, freshman year of college, he's burnt out. He already knows what the game is. He already knows that he's being exported, extorted. He, he he already knows that he that he's a he's a he's a he's a valuable piece for the people out there. So like, it's a dirty game. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people just for me buy them tickets, buy that hoodie from TJ Maxx, and they a fan. You know they they really don't know what those those athletes are going through. You know even even even. They got the shit on the 30 for 30s. They got the shit all on YouTube about niggas who cheat and still don't win. Some niggas is out here cheating like a motherfucker and barely having a 500 record. That's wild. Dog, that shit is crazy. I just feel like that that was a topic that I really want to discuss. And, uh, about paying those players, you know, pay them little niggas, pay them, you know. But thank, you, thank you everyone for tuning in. We still going, man. We still going. Best Finesse's podcast, man. Episode two, man. Episode two, episode two. We still going, man. It's still going, man. We're still going. But uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the southern realm in hip-hop right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let it, let it, let it simmer in. The southern realm of hip-hop in 2020. The south. From Texas, all the way to the to the east of Georgia, up to up, up to up to Kentucky, you know, you know T- Tennessee, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, Florida, the South. Personally, I feel like we don't give uh, the South in hip hop like we don't give it enough, you know, uh, you know praise. We don't. You know, it's all about the East Coast. It's all about, you know, New York, Queens Bridge, you know, 
Bronx, Harlem. You know, and I love East Coast rap, but in 2020, you gotta realize what the fuck is going on out here. The South, I, I don't, I don't, I think the South has had the longest running hip hop. I don't know nobody. I don't know nobody else who who's had a longer run in hip hop. You know, hip hop started in the East Coast with New York and shit. You know, you know, you know, it, it went out to the West in the mid '80s, late '80s. Went to the Midwest, and then for me, uh, those after '94, '95, man. You can even take it back to '92 with UGK, Ghetto Boys. You know, when those guys came out. And then you had like this sense of black entrepreneur, like being a black entrepreneur with Jay Prince and and Master P and and, and Birdman and Slim, and you had all these just black moguls who were just <coughs> running the game. Excuse me, <coughs> just running the game in hip hop. And when you can even take it to Florida with you know with slip and slide, you know with trick with trick daddy and shit, and like we don't really talk about how long the South has had their foot on hip hop. We don't really people like to shy away from it. It's kind of you know like oh yeah because of, you know the the, the Migos, the Gunners, the little babies, the babies. That's the that's the new wave, and they're all from the South. But what I'm saying is, the South has had the longest run. It's been about 10, 12 years. No, fuck that. About 20 years. You can say 20 years. You can, you can, argue, you can make the case that the South has been running hip-hop for 20 years. 20 years. Not five years. Not three years. But 20 years. You know? And a lot of people think that the Southern music is just like, you know, uh, ass-shaking music. And, you know, uh, but uh, you're wrong. Uh, you're, you're absolutely wrong. And you can kill yourself. Uh, because the South has produced rappers like Outkast, you know, UGK, 8-Ball MJG, 3-6 Mafia. You feel me? Outcast. All the Dungeon family, you know? You know, like Goody Mob, you know? And I'm I, I, I'm considered a young bull to that music. You know, but my generation, you know, was kind of like, you know, like, you know, like T.I. Luda, you know, 2 Chains, you know, when, you know, when Gucci and, and, Jeezy's, and Jeezy was coming out, like, how many fucking good albums does T.I. have? How many fucking good albums does Jeezy have? It's the South. All these artists are from the South, and you and you and you can't say the South without talking about David Banner, Killer Mike, for me. Shit, you gotta throw Ross in that motherfucker. Shit, all my favorite shit. T Pain from the South. That nigga a hit maker. I, I promise you. And shit, Lil Wayne. Fuck nigga, the South, bro. Ain't no. Let's be real, nigga. Let's let's let's. I'm saying it. Best finesse. Second episode, man. The South has ran hip hop for 20 years. I don't think I don't think a region. Because I'm very biased to the West Coast. You know that's where my heart's at. I don't think the West can can go blow for blow with the South. With, with <sighs> J Cole from the South, bro. That nigga from North Carolina, that's the South, nigga. You feel me? Like, the South has produced, like, like J Electronica. Like, a lot of niggas ain't on J. A lot of niggas ain't on him. You feel me? Like, a lot of these niggas, like, they, they, they just, they really don't, they really don't know what the fuck is going on out here. Like, like right now, like, if, if, if there's no South, there's no Drake. And I know what you guys are going to say. Ah, he's a hit maker, but. He need he that South that that, that that Southern shit that Southern shit then 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 gave him some nice hugs, made him some nice meals, 
You feel me? You know, and, and, and if you don't got the South, you really don't have a whole ASAP mob. You know, they my favorite, but that that's like Southern influence music. And if if you don't have the South, you don't you you don't have a lot of influence music in twenty twenty right now. You know, look at look at look at Gucci Man has done for Southern hip hop. That nigga is like the real like trap lord nigga, like from the South, like. That nigga found everybody. That nigga found motherfucking Thug, shit, Scooter, shit, Amigos, Pee Wee Longway, shit. The list goes on and on and on and on, man. And like those artists now, the Gunners, the Young Thugs, the Amigos, they finding other artists. If you don't have the South, you don't have Uzi Vert. I thought Lil Uzi was from the South with that motherfucking hair. You know, like. The South has birthed probably the most influential rapper in my generation with Lil Wayne. I think Lil Wayne's the GOAT, you know. He, he he has to be in everybody's top five. He has to. Lil Wayne is 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 equivalent to Michael Jackson. He had three levels of success. Him and Michael had children's success, you know. Group success, you know. Jackson 5, Hot Boys. And then after they broke away from the from the group, they had they had like a solo approach. And you know, and Wayne is the motherfucking goat when it comes to 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 mixtapes. Oh, can't nobody fuck with Wayne. One X short from the omelet. Simon says, shoot a nigga in his thigh or leg. Yeah, come on, bro. And, and you know, my my favorite rapper's currency. So like, I think the South. Is like hip hop. Like, how many motherfuckers got influenced by Outkast, Andre 3000, Big Boy? A lot of people has, man. A lot of people has been influenced by the South. And I, and I know you're out there listening and you're thinking, you're like, damn, I don't know. But you're going to say to yourself, I do know. Cause that's 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 real shit right there. He, he, yeah, nigga, it is real shit. Cause I, I I'm riding in the car a couple of days ago. And I'm just going through my playlist, and I'm like, yep, 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 South, yep. All the cash money, all the no limit, like. I think, and I was too young, at the time. To listen to them, to them two groups, I feel like that. Just think if they would have had social media in the late nineties, early two thousands, nigga. If they had Snapchat, nigga, Twitter, nigga, IG, nigga, Facebook in nineteen ninety eight, dog, shit would have been crazy out here. We would have seen some wild shit. I wish they had a motherfucking Snapchat at that motherfucking uh, Nelly video, that tip drill video. I remember being a young bull, nigga, waiting to everybody to go to sleep. Telling that BET uncut, nigga. They had that motherfucking tip drill, nigga. And, nigga, and Nelly, ne- Nelly from the Midwest, you know, he from St. Louis. And nigga, that nigga in the video, that nigga took that motherfucking debit card, nigga. That nigga... Slit that ass, slit that ass, slit that car through that ass, got cash back, nigga. I said, oh, yeah, that's some player shit right there, man, some player shit. But I don't want to get off on a tangent, man. You know, I, 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 I deeply feel like that the South is is influencing hip-hop right now at its fullest. Like, look at Travis Scott. He's from the South, Houston. Just last year, he was on top. And they got Jordans out. And they got he got a Kardashian. Like, come on, bro. He had one of the hottest albums out. Astro World. I don't. I think the South is, you know, doing it, bro. You know. But my last topic, man. It, it's a it's a. I feel like everybody can practice it. Everybody can practice it. 
And I call it, you know, you know, just, 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 just shut the fuck up and just chill. Just shut up and chill. That's all. That's 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 all you for me. That's just sit back and chill. And when I say chill, I'm not talking about don't go to work or uh, don't do what's best for you. No. What I mean, chill is sit down, man. Think sometimes. Sit down. Think. Think about where you at in life. Chill. Because in 2020, anything that enhances your ability to free your mind, that is a level of, 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 of meditation. Uh, I feel like that everybody should meditate, uh, but it's different ways of meditating. You have people that get up in the morning who are disciplined and they have structure and they, uh, you know, Sit down, find a real quiet spot, and they like to clear their mind out. You have some people who self-medicate with marijuana or with anything else you want to do, you know. And then there's those people who like to write, listen to music. Uh, uh, my level of, of, of meditation and, and, and frame my mind is speaking, being able to get behind a mic and just to, just to say how I feel. And just let it flow out because this is very therapeutic for me also. But, like, I feel like everybody should just chill and take in the world because I feel like in 2020, uh, in this society that we live in, we are so, like, detached from uh, the nature reality of things. And, you know, like, I know it's hard around this time of year being being in uh, early February. Snow, whatever, you know, but I'm extremely blessed. Living in North Florida, we have amazing weather down here. Most of the year, we have good weather. <clears throat> so I could get in tune with the nature more than the person who lives in Colorado or, or, or you know, let's Kansas or whatever, you know, or state of Washington. I can get into nature the more with them. But I think everybody should, like, just, just chill and, and appreciate what you got, you know. Uh, I have friends who've lost their parents, and I couldn't imagine losing my parents. You know, and uh, th- that's not big. They think when your mom leaves the house every day, she's always she's always coming back, or when your dad leaves the house, he's always coming back. But out in this world that we live in, anything can happen. So you really have to appreciate stuff. And like, I know after time, shit don't be going your way. You know, shit don't. You know, you know, you're not. You're not getting what you want out here, but like the most high is setting up your setting up your blessings for for you to just walk in and, and, and shit's gonna work out. You know, so like sometimes you really gotta sit back and chill, man, and and people people always people always find different strategies or ways to talk about what they don't have. Like a lot of it is social media, you know. They, they, they oh, I ain't got this, I ain't got that, or I want because I, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I do the same shit. I always say, damn, I, damn, I want to go here. Damn, I want this. Damn, I want that. But like, if you, if, 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 if you can see, motherfucker, like, if you, you know, like, if you can walk, you know, if you can, if you can, if you can get up, you know, and go piss, shit, if you can. Wave to somebody and say hello. Do it, cause it's it's a motherfucker out there right now with uh, who who got a a straight face, who can't smile and shit. You know, it can't. You know, just do the simple shit. Like at the end of the day, only thing that's really like matters is like your family. Like nothing else really matters. Like all that other shit that's gonna come. Because if you manifesting it and you're telling the universe what you want and you're and, and you're giving out good energy, you'll be fine. You just have to realize what's good for you and what's bad for you. You know, kind of do some soul searching, but mainly just sit back and chill, man. Like, shit, go to the pool, nigga. Get some Chinese food, nigga. You feel me? <laughs> go to the mall. Go get a Cinnabon. Roll up an L, nigga. Thank God. Kiss your mama. 
tell your brother, your sister that, that you love them. Because, shit, they might not wake up the next day. Or they or something might happen. You never know out here, man. Like, you, you just never know. So, like, can't be going, going through life trying, like, get shit. You can go through life trying to get shit. But go through life and appreciate that shit. Like, the smallest things, like, will change everything. Like, we have, like, plumbing in our house. Like, you can go take a shit and, and, and be good. Like, you know, what if a nigga had an outhouse? Come on, bro. And, and a nigga like me, man, I'm shit shy. I ain't shit nowhere. I don't know where I'm at, man. I can't be. I can't. My, I can't put my cheeks down anywhere. Outhouse? Oh hell no! I can't fuck with it. I can't do it. I'm holding my shit. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. You know, niggas. You feel me? Niggas. Niggas got deodorant. Niggas got showers. You know, back in them times. You know, 17, 18, 1800s, Niggas was foul, funky. Niggas ain't had no degree, nigga. Niggas ain't had no old spice, no no uh no cold gate, nigga. No no you feel me, no cocoa butter. They ain't had I think the niggas did, but I don't, I don't think the other niggas did, you feel me? But like you just gotta you just gotta appreciate that shit, nigga. I got a comfortable ass bed. You feel me? I got a, I got a closet full of sneakers, nigga. I'm blessed. If you listening to this shit, nigga, you blessed. Listen to the nigga, you're blessed, nigga. Fuck that job if you ain't get it, nigga. And then fuck them niggas if they fired you. You'll find a better job. Shit. You'll get into a better school. You're, you, you will definitely find another partner down the road that is for you. Appreciate your friends, man. Like, the thing that really grinds my brakes is like, like me, if 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 you my homie, I'ma call you, alright? I'ma call you to see what the fuck you doing. Not seeing what you doing, but like nigga, what you doing, nigga? You feel me? Like, well, like what you doing, nigga? What you want? I don't want nothing from you, nigga. All I want is a nice conversation. That's all I want. All, all I can give you. Is a friendship. I can't give you nothing else. I've heard something. They say the best gift ever in life is giving somebody your time. Like so, if a nigga ask, like nigga, nigga, appreciate who you got. You know, appreciate people, man, because shit can be ten times worse, man. I'm telling you guys, shit can be ten times worse. Can you imagine being in a, another country right now and nigga ain't got no no lights? Nigga, nigga got that bitch in the outhouse. Niggas in a hut. Thugging. The most gangsterous niggas in the United States couldn't go over to Africa and live. Like some blood diamond shit. They not on that. They not on that. They just not. Shit, I ain't. That's why I appreciate it. Shit can be... T- niggas could be in my fucking... Uh, my fucking... Uh, Australia or somewhere, nigga. Not saying they doing, not to say that they doing bad in Australia, but like you know, Africa or you know, you know, Asia, you know, Thailand, somewhere that's that's not shit, nigga. Anywhere, anywhere, nigga. Niggas got iPhones and shit complaining. Niggas got touch phone. Niggas got touch screen phone. Niggas ain't never sat back and say, damn, nigga, technology has came. A long way. I remember when I was in motherfucking middle school, I had a motherfucking flip Nokia. I thought I was the shit. Like, that motherfucking flip phone was the shit, nigga. I was feeling getting little numbers and shit. You feel me? Doing my little thug, my little thug, Dizzle. But niggas be complaining. You feel me? Niggas got touchscreen phones. I remember being a kid. If you ain't have a. If, you know, iPods came on down down the down the road and stuff, but uh you know niggas had C D players. 
What's a what's a what's Apple Music? What's that? What's Spotify? What's that? What's Tidal? Hey, what's that? Hey, hey, what's that, guys? I I don't know what the fuck that is. Niggas had MP3 players. Niggas had iPods and niggas had Zooms. The, the goofy niggas had Zooms because they really didn't have a lot of space, but they looked cool back then. You know, there was like an MP4. You know, they could play videos too. That was like their hot shit. And then like when Apple dropped the whole. You know, Apple iPod Touch, it fucked the game up. It really fucked the game up out here. It fucked the game up. You had niggas out here, you niggas, niggas robbing niggas for them things, man. Then they dropped a little iPhone. So, I mean, yeah, man. Don't be out here blocking your blessings, man. Shit, shit's amazing, man, you know, you know, you got it, man, you got lights, niggas got food, niggas got, niggas got your teeth, like, 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 you feel me, like, that nigga John, that nigga George Washington had wooden teeth, good, nigga, what, wooden teeth, bro, I'm not buying that, bro. Nigga, if a nigga get a splinter, nigga, he gonna... This shit hurt, bruh. Nigga, wooden teeth? That wet-ass wood, nigga. Spit that shit out, man. That shit wet, dog. <laughs> yeah, bruh. So, you know, niggas got... You feel me? Niggas can go to the dentist. Niggas can do all that, bruh. Feel me? So, best finesse, man. Episode two, man. You know this was a solo mission, man. Solo dolo. You know, you know some Grand Theft Auto shit. You know, I had to, I had to complete the mission by myself. You know, best finesse, man. We are on Facebook, Twitter, uh, not on Instagram right now, but you can go to my uh, my personal page at uh, Uncle Josh, Uncle Joshua, and I spell Joshua J E. H O S H U A. Uh, you can find you can find us on uh Twitter, Best Finesse's Podcast, Facebook, Best Finesse's Podcast. So uh yeah, episode two, man. You know I'm 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 starting out fresh for the new year, man. Trying to do something cool, man. Trying to do something for my listeners, man. I'm gonna get better every week, you guys, man. I'm gonna think of some new shit every week, man, and you know. I got the shirts out, the merch, man. We got all sizes, all logos, man. I'm going to put them on uh, all uh, social media platforms. And right now, I only have my podcast on SoundCloud. You know, work with me. Fuck with me. Fuck with me, DJ. Fuck, you know, you remember on Hustling Flow. That nigga, that nigga knocked on Terrence Howard's car. That nigga had that motherfucking uh, piano, nigga, in the, in, the, in, the, in the brown paper bag, nigga. He was just telling them, fuck with me. That's what I'm telling y'all, man. Just fuck with me. Give me, get, get, give me, give me, give me about a month. I'm going to have it on, you feel me? I'm going to try to get it on the Apple iTunes app. Have it on YouTube. Have it on Reddit, Twitch. I'm going to try to get it on all different streaming platforms, man, to hit all different layers and, to, and all different people who want to who wanna fuck with the Best Finesse's movement, man. So uh, we signing out, man. Thank you for listening to episode two, man. Best Finesse's, man. You bitch, you. Uh.